Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Maddie. And I am Scout, and we are Sisters IRL, and this is OK Sis. I feel like you've really fucked me over with this intro. You used to just say, hi, it's Maddie, and then I would say, and it's Scout, the Sisters Behind OK Sis podcast. In what way, in what world would I not introduce the podcast without saying its name? Because that was my job, and then now I'm just like, hi, I'm Scout. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say next. This is what you say. Hi, I'm Scout. Older sister to Mads. Okay. okay, sisters IRL. Okay. Hi, I'm Scout. Older sister to Mads. Sisters IRL. And welcome to the weekly podcast where Mads and I don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Why did you just um, give away our secret? I don't know. Because I feel like people have been following us. I feel like they, they deserve to know. They deserve they to know. They deserve. Hey, Scout, do you like my new glasses? I do. You said they were blue light. I don't really know what blue light does other than, blue I don't light, know. Blue light protects uh, our fragile eyes against the inevitable screens, the perpetual screens that we are looking at constantly so, all day. The, the, okay, hold on. The reason I took the plunge, because I have glasses and I have reading glasses that help with, you know, just to make me see a little better and uh, lessen the headaches. But there was one day where I just was looking at, I I mean, we all are looking at screens constantly, but there was just one specific moment where my eyes felt like there was internal bleeding. Like I could feel something happening where it, it was like on fire. And that's when I took the plunge. I said, you know what? My eyes are fragile. My eyes need longevity, and I need to take care of them. I take care of every part of my body except for my eyes, apparently. So I went to Warby Parker, walked over, flung open the door, and said, give me some blue light. I also wanted to look like a grandma because I'm always in the state of trying to look like a grandma and a blob. And so um, needed tortoiseshell circular glasses. So now I'm achieving grandma status blob. Um, are they even prescription? Yes, they have my prescription. It you is are the funniest person. Minor. Yeah, you are the funniest person. You've been wearing glasses for so long, and you are literally the last person who actually needs glasses. Oh, I yeah, I'm, am legally I'm, blind by the DMV. If I went into the DMV and they gave me an eye test without my glasses, I would not have my license. Do I drive with glasses? No. Do I wear glasses? No. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't even have contacts. You're not actually legally blind. You would no, need contacts. I, no, my. Two years ago, my optometrist was like, do you want contacts? Because you are ready for them. I, I, I'm technically... You are ready. Sh- I should be wearing contacts on a daily basis, but I am terrified of contacts. Oh my God. I'm fearful for the human beings that are living their lives around you in the, pers- in, in the exact radius around you. Um, you're going to be knocking over things. You're not going to know where you're going. People are going to get run over. This is, this is a, a very, like, this is bad. Yeah, no, driving at night is actually dangerous. I wear my glasses then, but I haven't had a prescription upgrade in two or three years. And so my glasses now give me headaches because my eyesight has progressively gotten worse. And so I need to go to the optometrist and get an updated prescription. I, I wish you, I wish you well. You Scout, know, I'm not, I'm not coming it, near you. Add I'm it to the fucking list. You. Add it to my fucking to-do list. You know, yeah. you know what? The, the, the running to-do list literally never ending. Yeah. So I am currently reading this, uh, Jessica Simpson's memoir and I started Okay. I've it. heard, I've yeah. heard great things. Yeah. So have I, I've heard really good things about it. And I started it, and it's really good. It's really well written. She really gets raw and completely shows a side of herself that it's just it just goes to show that with celebrities, they have a certain image that is crafted, and the person behind that image is completely different. Um, but it's just so crazy because there's this one chapter where she talks about trying out for the Mickey Mouse Club, and she makes it to, like, the round where they send you to Orlando, to Disney World, and... She's like, yeah, this guy was like jumping around, making a ruckus. And he came up to me and he's like, hi, I'm Justin Timberlake. 
And then I turned around and I saw the cutest guy ever. And then there was Ryan Gosling. And then this little petite girl walked in and it was Christina Aguilera. I'm like, it is. Oh, no. I've heard, I, I heard she like spills tea. Like she leaves no stone unturned. Not sure if that's the right reference. But she literally will. She speaks about every aspect. The whole John Mayer thing. I really I'm so interested yeah. in and curious yeah, I'm not, about. I'm not that far. But it's just incredible to hear that they, in one room, all of these actors at the age of 10 or 12 were all together and they would all go on to be mega superstars it's just so insane like to be in that room and see a baby justin timberlake ryan gossing christina aguilera and jessica simpson and then britney spears walks in crazy i'm I'm surprised that all of those people you just mentioned uh with the exception of britney spears have their mental health like pretty in check like for being part of hollywood for that long like that is actually really surprising i was thinking about that too or at least it seems like it it seems like it we don't know what's going on behind jessica simpson did not she starts the book with her being a complete alcoholic so yeah yeah, it's really sad but it's a really good book and i highly recommend Wow, amazing. Um, I love this bibliophile update that we give. I think we should do this more often. Um, I uh, This week, I read The Comeback by Ella Berman. And we discussed it on Kenzie. Me and Kenzie discussed it on her podcast, the I Love You So Much podcast. She's been doing a book club bonus episode every month, which is just like my heaven. I am always in pursuit of becoming a book influencer. It is probably my one true calling and I need to lean into it a little more. And this is the first step. So we talked about this book. It's a, it's a, a very large uh, leap from the romance novels I was uh, engrossed in for the past two months and the reason I became viral on TikTok. But this book is essentially about a young, talk about young Hollywood. It's a young starlet who um grows up in Hollywood as a child actress and she is a muse for this older gentleman a director who is very well known and established in in the entertainment industry and he ends up sexually abusing her as she's growing up in this world and it's essentially her breaking point of um how she how she how this trauma persists and lingers throughout her life throughout her young life she's only 21 and she has had incredible trauma to process and understand very um alone because she has abandoned her family in this in this pursuit for fame and um it's a really harrowing story but it's also incredibly written Ella Berman it's her first novel I was actually DMing her on Instagram and she knows one of our cousins I'll tell you later which was like such a small world oh yeah I saw that in the DMs I was like what is going on I know the fact that I like am second degree from an author also I just love DMing authors because they are just so down to talk to you because you're like promoting their book and it's just so wild because you're you're in their heads while you're reading this book but but you're not but then you're like oh my god you created these characters that I've been with for the past couple days like it's it's such a weird concept to me regardless um it's her first novel she um she had firsthand experience with abuse uh or at least witnessed it when she was in the music industry so she just took what she learned and applied it to the film industry and uh she actually wrote this before the me too movement obviously um sexual harassment and abuse has been <laughs> going on for a long time so it obvi- it came m- more apparent after the me too indus- uh movement but she 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 wrote this uh before before all that so it's so interesting because in jessica simpson's book she i read earlier that she talks about her abuser as well but jessica actually was abused by a woman like a girl that that was Mm -hmm. two years older than her for years every summer when her family would visit this girl was being abused by a man and so this girl then abused jessica simpson and it's that is such an interesting in a terrible way situation because it's not one that you hear about yeah yeah you don't hear about girl on girl sexual abuse that is yeah that's fascinating because definitely in the comeback it's not a story we haven't heard before unfortunately like I was reading it and I knew exactly what's about to happen and that didn't take away from the um the gravity of the book and how how incredible the storytelling was but you could definitely see how just even minor influences over young minds can completely 
destroy your psyche, destroy your spirit and every relationship around you, you turn to drugs and alcohol and it's, it's really depressing. I also would like to say if you have suffered from sexual abuse or have trauma and um, I, I would not recommend reading this book. I'm just going to put that it's out true. there. It's triggering. It's v- extremely triggering. Um, I, I really would not recommend it. Um, that being said, if you do want to read a book and really understand the inner workings of how trauma persists, I would I would recommend it. And then I would listen to Kenzie and my breakdown of it on um, the I Love You So Much podcast. It's out today. And yeah, I mean, it was definitely it was definitely like a a new book. I, I was literally reading porn before. And so now it's, it was, it, it was interesting to go back into this like serious <laughs> type of book. It's also a really amazing ode to Los Angeles. Um, everyone knows that I love Los Angeles and I always have to defend it on this podcast. So it obviously touches on the dangerous parts of it, of course, the film industry and what, you know, what happens to young women in it. But it also touches on okay. really beautiful uh, aspects. This is like a really fucking long analysis of this book. I'm done. I am tired. Now I have a headache. I am done. Okay, that's really rude. But anyways, <laughs> if you want to learn more, you can listen to Kenzie. Yeah, let, go over to I Love You So Much to listen about this book. I don't want to hear anything else about this book, but I will listen to your episode with Kenzie because I love Kenzie and I love you. Thank you. Thanks for the support, Scout. Yeah, well, I mean, you were just kind of rambling a little bit. I had to be the the one to say, okay, let's 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 move along. You know what? Here. As as um, we have been given feedback, people are enjoying the rambles, the ramblings. Really? Because somebody wrote on our podcast reviews that our intros sometimes are a little bit rambling and random. It was not I, hate. It was not hate. It was constructive criticism. So thank you. I, I appreciate it. But we need to I decide not, internally I, if that's our I, thing or not. I have not seen this uh, said review, but all I've been hearing is our intros are superb. Here you fucking go. Here are intros from us. Okay. Okay. Well, I am in the process of moving. I am moving in two weeks. So I'm getting my things ready. I've got all my furniture ordered. My couch comes this week. So I'm going to move it into the new house. And I went to go visit it today. The walls are painted white. All the furniture is out. So it's a clean slate. And I am getting so excited to live in a house. Like not an apartment. Not an apartment. A house. With a backyard. I mean, how lucky are you? Yeah, I'm really stoked. I'm feeling really good about it. I got a really pretty couch, which Mads are going to love. Haven't sat on it. I know it's a rookie move, but we'll see how it goes. I um, actually don't know if it's returnable, so that's good oh, news Jesus for me. Christ. Um, but yeah, that's going to be my next two weeks is really just moving into this house and getting settled and not, you know, learning from experience from you. Also, like... As you know, when you move into a new space, you have to buy a lot of things, especially because we're moving into a place twice as big. So there's all these things you have to buy and you really need to prioritize the budget. Like what's spending priority number one, number two, number three. And what can you even though you want the place to be perfect within the first month, you know, like what can you really let go and be like in January, we'll take care of that corner, you know? Yeah, it's really tricky because I am of the mindset where I want everything to be set up right away and I don't like to be living in a home where it's mismatched or like certain things aren't there yet. Some people are of the opposite mindset where it's like a home should be added to and lived in and da 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 and it's like an ongoing process. No, I want it all, I want to I want it to be a catalog. I want to be in it with everything. That being said, it's like yeah, you order furniture, some takes longer. So, I think a lot I mean, is back ordered right now too because so of COVID. Much like is back ordered. Everything I want this desk, but it's back ordered till January. Yeah. Oh fuck. No, that's wild. Oh my god. Twenty twenty one is a real year? Question mark. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Um. So no, I know. I, I mean, we just got our media console, and then the last thing to come is the coffee table, and then your girl is going to be posting a house tour on Reels because it has been in high demand. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen your apartment yet. I want the tour. I'm trying to get the tour. I'm getting it in little pieces, but I haven't gotten. Yes. So I'm looking forward to seeing your apartment. I need to come up to LA to check it out because it looks gorgeous from the photos. You're living your best mirror life. I am trying to find a good mirror and it is, it's a hard quest. It is a very hard quest. Um, The one that we got was custom because I did not like any of them on the market. 
I'm a very, I'm a big mirror whore and I'm very specific about my mirrors. So I had to get it custom. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I actually found a really cute one from CB2. I'm going to send it to you. And I also really like that mug you posted on our Instagram. Love it. Um, oh, also my reel did really good. The one that you said, oh, at least like you kind of got the moves, right? People really liked it. It, of course, people really like it because they support you and they love you. I'm just a oh, little confused. Do you not? Like, do you not? When I, do, I definitely support and love you. I'm just confused why you think that a TikTok dance is something you can kind of pick and choose what you do. Like, you understand you are supposed to dance the moves to a T. You're not supposed to. It's not up to interpretation. And and that is what bothers me. Uh, it's entirely up to interpretation on this end everything's up to interpretation for me and if you think I'm gonna follow those rules there was a move I didn't really like couldn't really master it my body looked weird so I did one that you know I did a little little version that worked for me it was like a salsa version of this like very common TikTok move and it's so bizarre like from from a from an avid TikTok consumer I'm just letting you know that people are gonna watch that and be like this woman is doing salsa like what is she doing yeah i'm an innovator i'm a trailblazer oh, okay all right we'll we'll, we'll we'll label it as that yeah well anyway sisters if you like listening to okay sis we have a secret facebook group okay sisters um it's popping off in there and you can also follow us on instagram at okay sis podcast and if you like this podcast which i think you do because you're listening we would super appreciate a five-star rating and a review and you can even text an episode or your favorite episode to a friend super fun way to spread the wealth and oh we have a newsletter and if you just go to the link in our show notes it'll send you to the place where to sign up every single monday we pop into your inbox with some inspirational quotes some products that you guys might like a little note from mads and me as well as a recap of the guest of the week so that's that's our little housekeeping spiel speaking of guest of the week we got tracy on we have tracy shear she is the founder of she just knows I'm sure you have seen her all over Instagram. She's kind of been part of like the Instagram influencer ecosystem for as long as I've been on Instagram. I don't know. I always think of her when I think of like a very specific aesthetic and she's one of the OGs. Yeah. And I'm actually wearing, I wear her necklace literally every day. It's a gold pendant, rectangle pendant that says S and I'm obsessed, but we really get into new motherhood when we recorded this. Her daughter was seven weeks old, which is really insane. And we talk a lot about what it's like to be a new mother in quarantine, as well as some of the products that she's loving for motherhood, her take on following mommy bloggers to follow or not to follow, which I thought was really interesting. And then Obviously, we get into the one-of-a-kind bespoke uh, jewelry as well as apparel uh, kind of fashion line that she runs, which is also incredible. So she's – she's I like to say that she's just real. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. She's not chasing followers. She doesn't really care what you think about her. Like, she's here. She's doing her own thing, and she's creating really beautiful pieces in the process. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself, sister. Yeah. So enjoy, sisters. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. 
Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Tracy Schreer graduated from the University of Arizona and got right into the fashion industry. She began her career at the bottom as a cashier at LA's famous Kitson LA boutique on Robertson Boulevard. She quickly moved up to become the beauty, cosmetics, skincare, and home and gift buyer for their 14 locations, and after two years, left to learn more about women's fashion. It was at Forever 21 that she became a merchandiser, senior buyer, and product developer for their global women's apparel department. Her work has been featured on Vogue.com, Who What Wear, BuzzFeed, Refinery29, Jimmy Kimmel, and on the apps of Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian West. In 2015, Tracy started She Just Knows, which began as a lifestyle media company. Through at She Just Knows, Tracy shares her curations and inspiration, works as a consultant with brands and influencers, and shares her wealth of knowledge of the fashion industry. With an audience of roughly 50K followers on social media and thousands of subscribers to her newsletters, her influence is now global. February 2019 marked the beginning of Shop She Just Knows, a highly curated online shop. With a goal to offer items that aren't on the market at an affordable price, Tracy's creativity translates into wearable and unique pieces as she makes and designs items for the shop. Without further ado, Tracy. Oh my gosh, hey. That makes me sound way cooler than I actually am. Oh my God, I think you're, pre- you're pretty goddamn cool. I have never heard it all like that, even though my husband wrote <laughs> all that about me. <laughs> Well, you better believe it because you're obviously a very accomplished woman and um, mother, new new mother, mother, which we're going to get into. Yeah, she's seven weeks. Seven weeks. Damn, you are in the thick of it. Totally. But I feel like I've known her forever, so it doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like that different of a life because she's just a part of you know, everything where you were already doing. So it's so true. And I actually think that's, that's actually a really profound statement. I mean, you're, you are carrying this human inside of you for nine months and it's like, Oh yeah. Like I know you, like we've been together this whole time. Yeah. Like what's up? For sure. Not even nine months. Like you always think of your children, yeah. like your whole life. Yeah, you're like, exactly. oh, when I meet them, you know, and then they come true and you're like, right. You're real. 
it's so weird. Like the day I was, sorry, my dog. Um, the, the day I was, um, in the hospital going into labor, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the day you think about if you want to have children, you know, your whole life is what is my labor going to be like or whatever. And I was like, this is that day that I've literally been thinking about since I understood what that meant. And like, here it is. And I'm having this child that I've dreamt of my whole life. And like, so it's a really, it's a really interesting time to kind of reflect and see that, you know, we're in that stage of life Mm -hmm. and it's actually all happening. And I'm still not sure I'm like old enough or mature (laughs) enough, but because I feel like I'm 21 still, but. Are you, so backstory, I met you or was connected with you via one of my best friends, Naomi, because you guys went to college together. Yep. yep, we were in the okay. same sorority. Yeah, yeah. So Kappa Kappa Gamma, I totally yes. visited. Maybe I saw you. Oh my gosh, um, I love that. I'm sure you did. I was totally blacked out. Um, <laughs> she shows up to work with the cutest pendant that says N, and I was so fixated on it. I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And when you sent me the S, I think my life was complete. I, oh my gosh, I, I'm so happy. So that's how I know you. And Mads has just been following you. I don't know where Mads found you. Yeah, but. I don't. I really don't know where the impetus was, but I've I've known you and I've followed along your life. You know how crazy? How like weird is that to say? Like I've like I know, but it's I, so like normal now. I know, but also still feels weird when it comes out of your mouth because I feel like I say that about people too, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, like there's your dog, blah blah blah. Like yeah, I know, I, I know. But you feel like creepy, you. but yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Wait, where do you live? Because this house behind you is gorgeous oh thank you I live in Marina Del Rey this is my living room sitting at the our bar thing yes I love it yes we live by the beach Beach it's so nice amazing okay we'll get into everything she just knows but first let's start with current fixations scout okay so my current fixation I can't believe this took this long for me to uncover this but I was with my client and she was like, oh, I don't, we were talking about quarantine. She's like, I don't go to the grocery store. I was like, well, then how do you get your groceries? Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, the Amazon Prime app with Whole Foods. I was like, excuse me? Like, I always knew that it. But that isn't, that, whole, is it so expensive, like regular Whole Foods? I am telling you right it now. It hurts my like, heart to shop at no, Whole Foods. No, 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 Cause I'm gonna no. No, no, no. Here's what the deal is. I spend maybe 20 extra dollars. If you so go. Right, okay. So right now I'm ordering all of my groceries on the Amazon Prime app and they show up two hours later at my doorstep. I don't have to walk into a grocery so store. Lying. I no, you I also live in Do San they have Diego. everything you need? They have everything I need. I get a week's worth of groceries on Produce. my app. Produce, meat, wow. kombucha, oat milk frozen fruit, regular fruit. Okay, 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 we, okay we, don't need the, we don't need the whole... So, okay. So I'm I new wake here. Up, I didn't know that. Listen, I wake up on a Saturday, and I just go into the app, and I type in everything I want. And then I press deliver. And it's free delivery, guys. F-R-E-E. Free How much do you think delivery. you spend? How much do you think you spend? Okay, so I spent this last time, I spent $130 for the week for me and my husband. And if okay, I, this bad. is, this is, this is my, this is my, uh, my case for it. If I did not go on my app and buy groceries for the week on Saturday, I would have pushed it off till Monday and I would have eaten out for two days straight, which would have Spent in turn cost right. way more than a little bit extra of the whole How are cost. you getting by on $130 a week? I spent $180 and it's only me. Um, well, are you buying fillets? <laughs> Yeah, like, do you I not know how to grocery shop? I think I'm doing something wrong because, like, I literally went to Ralph's the other day and I spent $180. Okay, I am going to show you what I purchased. Okay, great. It's great. Um, yeah, I've heard of this and also my friend does it, but some for some reason I just didn't believe it or, like, didn't yeah, think right. it was a reality. I have, an aver- I have an aversion to it and I don't know why. Yeah, me, me too. But then when I realized that my groceries just show up and then if they can't find it, like if they're out at Whole Foods, they'll send you a text mm, and you just really click nice. your substitution or you say, just forget about it real quick. That is you know, amazing. I think in the beginning of quarantine, my husband tried to do it and just like everything was out. So we kind of gave up. So maybe we should try again because now they probably have like a handle on it. 
but we did it like the middle of March. I think we tried oh, and no. it was like, you oh, couldn't no. get yeah. anything. No. So yeah, now I'm... they've maybe like figured it oh, out. Oh yeah. The grocery stores are stucked now. Like, try it again. Like, do you remember when the shelves were empty? Remember when there was no toilet paper? I walked in, there was a, an abundance of toilet paper. It's just and it's, paper towels. Yeah. It's like, we're all back. We're all back. It's not, we don't have to wait outside in a line anymore. Like, well, we're stocked. I recommend doing your grocery shopping on the Amazon Prime app. Great. You tip the guy five bucks, free delivery, done. Okay. Amazing. We love it. Okay. My current fixation. So as the sisters are aware, I get all of my trends and products and uh, newfound identities. I'm excited to hear this. TikTok. TikTok. Oh little, my god. The little app called TikTok. I thought you were gonna like introduce me to some like goop but not goop or okay. something. <laughs> no, okay. Tracy. It's well, just it's, fucking TikTok. It's a specific no TikTok. How old are you? How old are you? I am twenty I'm a ripe age of twenty six years old. Okay, so you're still a little bit too old for TikTok. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely too old. Tracy, this is a theme on the podcast. I am way too old. All I'm trying to be is a Gen Zer. It's like my one and only like passion in That's life. Hilarious. I do all the fucking dances. No one sees me. No one looks at me. I am tr- I am trying to get at the algorithm. Wow. It doesn't work. Okay, regardless. This is like a I don't, it's not point. embarrassing. It's my truth, and this is how I live. Okay, so what I was you saying. You gotta be authentic. Is, yes, you gotta be authentic. So um, there is a trend going on, and obviously it's going on in Instagram as well, but I, I discovered it on TikTok are these really cute claw clips. And yeah, I have one that's tortoise shell. Got it on Amazon, maybe five bucks. Amazing. And the funny part about it is our mother has been wearing, yes. Has been, I was going to say, our mom's been wearing these so forever. our mother has been wearing claw clips since the day we were born and before they were cool. And yeah, they're, yeah. they're so chic. And I also, I have curly hair. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before they were cool? Like, no, they've always been cool. No, I've always used, I have drawers of like 50 of them. Yeah. They're, yeah. You guys, I'm the resident young person here. If you and have I just curly hair. Tell, I just want to tell the masses that they're back. Okay. They weren't in and now they're back. And so, I agree. so now I went to my mom and I was like, mom, like, wait, I'm sorry. How okay. did you find this out on TikTok? All the girls are wearing them. Oh, okay. So you just, you, you got the vibe that got they're the back. Vibe. There okay. wasn't like a, there's not like a thing about them. No, it's just oh, okay. the trendy, the trendy TikTokers. They got it, got it, got it. are wearing them left and right. Okay. So, got it. Um, so I went to my mom and I was like, mom, like they're back. The claw clips, look at me, I'm wearing them. And it's, you know, I don't know how to put them in my hair. So she taught me how to twist it. Aww. And I, it it's very cute. It's like a very cute accessory. And um, I'm here for it. And I finally figured out how to wrap my hair in it. And it's, um, it's a vibe. I think it's good. It's the best. Got a pulse and piece. I've never. I actually never wear my hair in a ponytail, and I wear these clock clips every day. Really? And I, um, but only I've only worn. I wear them because my hair is so curly that mm-hmm. to give myself some nice volume, mm-hmm. I do this, and then I just pull down like random pieces. So uh, my hair is so oily, <laughs> um, and then it looks like maybe like I have an updo, but not. Love it. I need to get this clip because I've been wearing my hair curly, but I need to really pull half back, half, you know, mm-hmm. half up, half down situation. I've always so been. Mads, will you send me the link? Yeah, I've always been a, a ponytail person, but now I'm, I'm moving into the claw clips. My only cons- my only uh, qualm is you can't lean back. You you can't like totally lean back on a chair. I was, lean- I was like leaning back. I was like, wait, fuck. Like I can't, yeah. I can't oh. sit. So that's, that's an issue. So you can't be sitting. Yeah. <laughs> That is not have any headrest. No headrest with the clock lid. No. Well, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons. Yeah, in life, you got to you know look like I mean? a Gen Z right. TikToker or you got to be comfortable. That's really so, the only options here. Okay, Tracy, what is your current fixation? Um, my current fixation is that my daughter needs to be double swaddled because she has flaily arms and they wake her up and I don't know how to do a, a cloth swaddle. So we bought her this thing called the Ollie and like moms listening to this will be like, duh. But anyways, cause it's like, 
you know, everybody knows about the Ollie, but I didn't because I was not a mom. And it's like a Velcro strap in stretchy thing and it keeps her arms down and it makes her sleep better. And I, it's almost like a weighted blanket for us this is what like this Ollie thing is for her. So I didn't know, my mom was like, we didn't do that to you guys. Like, what did you do? Just like flail around and wake yourself up. Like, this is like completely different than the way we raised you and you slept on your face and you had blankets in the crib and like all this stuff. And now it's so different than when we were babies. And so I think my current fixation is my child's Ollie. Well, the swaddle, the swaddle is supposed to make them feel like they're back in the womb. So they're in a tight, like curled up space. Yeah. And also tip, because I took an early childhood development class. Not that I'm a mother by any means. I have two dogs, but that's about it. But if you do a shh sound in their ear, yeah, it makes them feel like they're in the womb again and they'll like pass out. It's weird. Yeah. It's called the baby shusher. And yeah. we have it, we have it like right next to her crib. So when we put her down, we turn it on and it like has a 15 minute timer and it just goes shh for yeah. 15 minutes. That is and wild. It annoyed, it annoyed me so much at first and now I don't even hear it. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, wait. So let, this is a perfect transition. You're a new mom. You're, it's quarantine. Talk to us about kind of the mommy content because you just said like everyone who's a mom knows this but I didn't and like so are have you been venturing into the mommy sphere on Instagram or at all no no No, you're not there no interest okay okay great I have no desire to be like a mommy blogger or first of all I feel like it's the most saturated blogging like atmosphere ever like sometimes I start to get into a hole and then I'm like how many people can tell me what diapers I'm supposed to be buying or whatever it is it's not that but like I just there's way too many people out there telling me telling others what to do I also love to just like figure stuff out on my own so I'm cool with exploring products myself I actually made an excel sheet that had like all my stuff I actually used for the first month of having my baby because I didn't do like any research beforehand really and so that was very unlike me to even do anything like that because I just sent it to my friends I'm not trying or and like my Instagram followers I'm not trying to like become a mommy blogger mostly because I don't think I could take the shame like people are so mean to mommy bloggers that like I'm too sensitive to put myself out there. Like, I don't want you to see a picture of my baby in the car seat because it's going to be wrong no matter, Mm -hmm. even if it's perfect, it's wrong. Like, I don't want you to see my damn baby in the stroller. It's wrong. Mm, Like, That's so true. I'm so cautious of like what I post of her because I'm not trying to hear it about how I'm about to kill her or something. Like, she's fine. Sivan Ayla, a blogger who we had on the podcast, I was watching her stories the other day, and I don't know what the impetus of this um, criticism was. It was about, like, her, I don't know, maybe it was sleep stuff. And people were like, you are traumatizing your daughter for life. And she was like, please get the fuck away from me with that shit. That's crazy. You know what's best for your baby. Like, not every baby is the same. Like, that was something my mom had to get over because my mom's living with us to help me. And it was like, she had to realize my baby is not how me and my sister were. And she had to like adjust, you know, and there's like, like new, it feels like there's newer technology. There's newer products. There's newer totally, methods. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. But and, not only that, we don't know what's good for them. They're fucking little. We don't know what's going to imprint them, exactly. you know, in 10 years, what they're going to remember and what they're not. You just do what totally. feels intuitively best for you as a mother. Exactly. And, pray they end up okay exactly yeah I also think as far as like looking at mommy bloggers and stuff like I feel pretty set on like her schedule and what she has and her products like if I was seeking out like okay she needs a new like bathtub or something then maybe I'd like go online and look but really I just asked like my two friends that have babies already and just see what they use and copy them and I don't like it just feels, I don't know, the mommy blog sphere seems like negative a lot. And I just don't really want any part of that. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's also like a really inundated with with uh, information. It's just very hard to mine So much through. information. Yeah, I, I can imagine it would and be you, so And if you can find exactly 
the answer you're looking for opposite like if it's like is it safe to do this you can find 10 that say yes and 10 that say no so it's like you can find the answer you're looking for and you're trusting you know like yeah just like ask around yeah let's yeah let's not venture into that world okay but we do want to talk about she just knows wait i i have one more mom question okay just one more mom question because i i think i'm your age and you know the babies are in the you know i'm at that age right? right but every time i talk to people about kids they're like oh you just wait like it's this fucking death sentence and i'm sick and tired of other parents Disagree. scaring other non-parents so i don't know I what the your, hell they were going through but can i have your like complete opinion on the transformation yes. between people said that to me like oh get ready and i'm like, like you're never gonna what? sleep again it's all, it's all bullshit like you create that like vibe if you are like anxious and nervous and stressed out then that's how your household's going to be and that's how the baby's going to feel and that's the life you create for yourself if you go into it like okay i'm i'm made to do this i know what's right what i always told myself is like i have it pretty good as far as like being a parent is concerned i have a home i have enough money to buy necessities, diapers, everything. Like think about the people who live in, you know, third world countries, whatever, who take care of babies, have their babies. They grow up to be fine. Like I'm so much better suit. I'm way better suited, you know, in terms of equipped, equipped. equipped yeah. yeah, I guess. In terms of resources. Um, in yeah. terms of things. Yeah. And I just always tell myself like, you would have to try really hard to screw this up. Like it's not, I mean, also my mom's living with us and I cannot take away that that changes everything because like right now I would have be, I would be wearing her if she was, if my mom was not here, but like all day today I needed to still work. So I wear her and my baby Bajorn and I work on the computer and I ship orders and I, then I put her in the car seat and we, drive to the post office. Like I just do everything that I need to do with her and she just comes along with me and she's fine. So I don't agree with like, you'll never sleep again. Like, yeah, I sleep less, but like, I'm actually excited sometimes to wake up in the night because I want to see her again. Cause she's yeah. so cute. Like I love her so much. Like that's yeah. I, I completely agree with that sentiment. And I think I've also been completely scared away from having children anytime soon only because I'm like, I love my freedom too much and I love right. my, I love my lifestyle. I love just, right. a, you know, and everyone says that like, Oh no, you live for someone else. When, like your, your, your wants and desires and wishes. I mean, are you do. Yes, of course. Like she is my first priority, but like the other night our my, one of um, our best friends is pregnant and I hadn't seen her in so long. So we did like a drive by to see her and it's like, so then the baby just comes mm -hmm. like she, just joined, she the, comes for a long she just comes yeah the only thing is like getting out of the house takes longer right because you have to like pack an extra bottle and change of clothes but like other than that she just she's an amazing addition to our existing life mm. versus this whirlwind that took over our life and we don't have our lives anymore right. I love that and so yeah. how was it having a quarantine baby like was it nerve-wracking or do you think it was actually a blessing because it was like we're all just rooted here and I have to stay and learn all this immediately I think that it was the biggest blessing mm -hmm. um as far as being pregnant during quarantine it was great because no one invited me to do anything and I didn't <laughs> want to do anything and I didn't want to get dressed so it was like, oh, I can stay at home and wear sweats for the last two months of my pregnancy. Like, hell yeah, this is a dream come true. So in that respect, it was great. The only thing that it really affected was the hospital. I could only have my husband come, which I would have had my family and, you know, my sister and my mom and his parents and everything. So that was, I mean, I don't know any different. So it was normal for us for it to just be the two of us there. But um, I know that that's not, it wouldn't have been the case otherwise, but we, I mean, we had a great experience. We loved it just being the two of us. It was really intimate and it was like such a special bonding time for us with this huge life change happening. It was kind of nice to just be alone. 
and then now her coming home, it's like, you're not really supposed to take your baby out that much anyway, I guess, when they're this old. So I'm still chilling at home. Like, it's really not, it's kind of been the best, to mm-hmm. be honest. So I love that. Highly recommend quarantine baby. <laughs> highly have a, highly recommend having a baby during quarantine. If we're here for another the year, the only time I the only time I actually like freaked out was when they were saying that no one could come with you, and like when they were yeah, saying that's husbands bad. couldn't even come. Then I was like, oh fuck this! Like I'm uh, count me out. Like something I was going Home to like, storm the Capitol. Like I that was not going to work out for me, but that <gasps> yeah. changed quickly. So. Okay, amazing. So, okay, so let's talk about um, She Just Knows. You started it in 2015. I kind of want to just ask, like, was it was it your intention to start this lifestyle, you know, media outlet uh, with and have it become a lucrative business or have it become your full time job? Like, was that always the intention or was it just more of a hobby? Because we hear a lot of women that come on our podcast where they just started it as a hobby and then it like really blows up and it and they take it no. seriously enough. No, my I quit my job to wow. make this my job. Wow. Yeah. So I was working at Forever 21 and I was there was absolutely no I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know how, when, where, what it was going to be. I knew it would be in fashion in some way, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And when you work for Forever 21, like, or I'm sure any job, you know, you don't have a ton of time to be trying to seek out a side business or anything like that. And so I got to a point where I was so burnt out from drive. It was really like driving from where I lived to downtown every day was just, it was like two hours each way. I was like so miserable just with the drive. I loved my job, but I just was like, this isn't a way to live. Like I can't do this anymore. So I just was like, I'm going to quit. And I'm just, this has to work. Like, I don't know what it is. I didn't know if it was a lifestyle business. I didn't know if it was, um, consulting. I didn't really know what it was, but I was like, I'll figure it out. I have like three months worth of like savings and I just have to make something happen here like this is what I need to live I can do it and so I quit and then when I quit they actually offered me uh to stay on as a freelancer so I basically just left but was continuing like to have money so that was like the biggest blessing because then I didn't feel so much pressure to like just settle on what she just knows was going to be because I needed to make money. I actually got to like figure out what I liked doing and what was making money. I had time and flexibility because money wasn't like my number one driving force at when I first left, but I quit without thinking that I was going to still have a job from them. So it was the biggest blessing that they kept me on. Um, So I started, I basically just like, was like throwing darts and trying to see what would work and what would make money. So I was trying to do like bridal consulting. I was trying to do um, like gift, like you need a gift for someone. I'll help you pick it out. Just literally any, I was like, what am I good at? What can I do? This is what I can offer. And it was just like all over the place and it wasn't streamlined. And what I found when I reached out to companies was in 2015, all people wanted was Instagram help, like Instagram and Facebook. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So I just started doing Instagram for people, for companies. And I ended up getting to like 121 accounts that I was managing. And it was like, wait, is that possible? Yeah. I was doing like, I I was posting every day for probably like 20 of them. And then working on engagement for the rest and growing their accounts. And my husband was like kind of helping me a little bit, but he has like his own business. So he was in and out of that really fast. And then I had to take a step back and be like, I can't do this like all by myself. And I, every time I hired somebody, it like just didn't work out. I only hired, I hired one girl as an intern and then she got there and she was like, and we, I interviewed her and everything. And then after the first day, she's like, I didn't know this was an internship and I want like a title. Oh gosh. Like what? 
I'm paying you. Like I was paying her as an intern, you know, but she like didn't want her title to be intern. She wanted it like a different title. And I was like, so confused. Why are you here? Just so <laughs> then she left. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. So, so okay. So how it started long... as social media stuff. Right. Uh, but then has transformed now into this like shop and me more. Yeah. I guess. So, kind so of... but you talk about what you offer on shop on your website and all the different creations that you make. So I would say my number one uh, seller is the necklace you're wearing, actually. Mm-hmm. And I sell a lot of jewelry. And um, I basically wanted it to be a place like I feel like I'm always looking for simple jewelry that's not going to like make my ears infected or, you know, like I wanted simple, easy stuff that was good quality, but not so expensive. So all the jewelry I have is at least gold plated or sterling silver. So it's not going to like turn your skin colors and, you know, be weird like that, but it's all under like most of my jewelry, I would say is under $50. And that's like, that has always been my goal is you can shop at Forever 21 or shop at H&M or whatever. You don't have to buy the cheap looking stuff. Like you can, you can find the stuff in there and make an outfit that looks really expensive if you just have the right eye to know what to get. And so I wanted to make it accessible and good quality. And I would rather make less money and like sell more to people who actually appreciate it than I could sell stuff for way more and sell less of it, but like, I don't feel good doing that. Like that's not my purpose in life. So is most of this for the, for the apparel, because I mean, it's just so unique and obviously very chic. Um, is it thrifted things? Like how do you gather the curation? So I make, so basically I'll buy like a blank coat, let's say from a vendor and I have like bins and bins of fabrics. And so then I'll just sit down on my garage floor and put like, I call them my blanks. So I'll put like all my blanks out, like sweater, jacket, you know, jeans, whatever it is. And then I'll take all my fabrics and kind of like just mess around on all of them and see like, okay, adding like this Gucci patch to this just like makes this way cooler. And I wish Gucci made this, but they didn't. So I'm making it for them which is like, whatever, probably not the best thing, but anyway. <laughs> um, so, um, and have then any, I take Have any all... of the brands reached out to you and were like, yo, this is, this is cool. And like, and no, because whenever I, I see appreciate. it, I'm like, whenever I see your Instagram and I see these, again, these like, it's like a curation. Like it's like this like piece of art almost. I think like, oh, this is from Chanel and then Tracy's just repurposing it. No, but it's like you create something out of these thrifted pieces. I know somebody asked me like, oh, you should like be a product developer for them. I'm like, they probably hate me because like, I I don't think they want to be my friend. But you're giving them a lot of free publicity. I don't do it because I want to like scheme against them. Like I appreciate the brand so much. And I think it's that cool that I want to like make my own spin on their stuff, you know? Exactly. And it's, it is definitely more of like an art creativity outlet than a, like, I'm just pushing like, you know, fake stuff or whatever. And and if, and it comes off that way, it's exceptionally unique. Well, it's, it's one of a kind, it's custom, it's, but yeah, it's, most but stuff it's still, is one of one. Yeah, but it's still this like authentic, um, like classic feel as well. I only want to make stuff that I would wear. And sometimes I have to like pull myself back and be like, okay, this is like, this would be really easy to just make right now because this is the stuff I have or whatever. But then I have to take a step back and be like, this is my brand. I'm putting my name on this. Like, I don't want to just make something to make it. I want to make something that I want for myself because that's why people follow me. And that's why they like my stuff is because of what I chose and what my style is. And I have to remember like they're buying this 
because I'm influencing them to buy it. So why am I going to promote something that I myself don't even really like or wouldn't wear? So I tried to be really mindful of not just putting stuff out there that I know would sell and putting stuff out there that I actually think is cool and want you to have and feel confident in. I love that. And it's almost like a collage, right? So pulling from different inspirations, pulling from history, pulling from past fashion designers, almost like a nod to them in in a sense, like like a salute almost like a, like a a shrine to them, but then putting your modern and also your applicable, like your accessible. Right. To people. You you could never, like I made a moto jacket and covered like the arms in Louis Vuitton fabric. If I were to buy that from them, it would be like $2,500 minimum, you know, like there's just, I mean, most people can't do that, you know? And so it's a way to like honor street style and fashion that, you know, if you wanted to save up and it's $180, like most people could make that work over like a certain amount of time or whatever it is. I really loved how you say that, I mean, you know, the, the, the annoying, um, phrases like be authentic be yourself and like you hear this type of advice over and over but you said it in a really eloquent way that it's just like this is my place this is I know my audience so well and the reason I'm so in tune with them is because I listen and I understand what they want from me and I need to always have that like that base that like home base that I keep coming back to and yes of course I have to remind myself all the time of course you can you know how to go above and and then uh, go off the base and sell x amount whatever but you understand the longevity of and the uh durability right. of your audience and what will and have it's my integrity exactly exactly like i don't want i never want to be a person that just like uh sell you know i know sell out is like such a lame term but like I have no purpose to sell out like that doesn't benefit me doesn't make me feel good as a human like I don't need money that bad like to where I would do something that doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. to get people to buy stuff or whatever it is exactly it sounds like everything you do is quite intentional and quite mindful like very there's a thought process behind everything no matter very. if it's just a one piece product that you only have one of or if it's something you more mass produce like your jewelry it sounds like everything is really rooted in a place of intention creativity and almost uniqueness like this yeah. it's almost like the anti-mass you know what I mean but yeah. at the same time it's applicable I want for it to... the masses exactly yeah Interesting. I, just... I love that yeah, I just, um, when it's something you're passionate about, it's hard to settle, you know? And that's why it's it's all I think about. It's My husband calls me browser, because all I do is like, I'm browsing online all day, at, like whether it's furniture or Pinterest or whatever it is, like I'm constantly absorbing different things that inspire me and constantly trying to put that out there and translate it so that I can bring the happiness that that stuff gives me to other people. Like when people buy stuff for my, buy stuff that's like from my home stuff and I see them like having a dinner party and using these vintage glasses I source, like I literally would give it to them just because I want them to be happy and have this experience, you know, like it's, it's more to me than just a business. It's changing people's experiences of shopping and having collecting merchandise that's meaningful to them. Like everything in our house, I can tell you a story behind it. Like I don't just go to wherever, I don't know, CB2 and just like buy painting, like everything that I do is intentional with, whether it's my house or my, the goods I'm selling or whatever it is. It's never just a space filler. It's always intentional. I love that. You said yeah, you said your passion. If it's your passion, you'll never settle. Which is just, I mean, that's a great reminder. If you're settling for things, and it's probably not what you're supposed to. It doesn't be doing. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so let's let's uh, talk more so about your personal brand. So you kind of you know transition into a personal brand um, off of the consulting side thing that you were doing and it kind of uh, cemented into that. 
was that something you've always felt comfortable doing sharing your life okay and then yeah just talk about like the aesthetic because for me when I go to your page it feels like a mood board you know you are posting you're always posting things that are like not in your exact environment you know it's inspiration right it's inspiration yeah Yeah, it's a mood board and I don't think a lot of like influencers and and these types of um, individuals content creators do that because it's usually like okay this is my house you have to only see my house and my life and da 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 but it's like no or it's product placement right or and you're you're like an extension of your brain a little bit it's like okay this is somewhere I love to go this is the vibe this is whatever is what I want to curate so talk to us a little bit about that strategy so I start when I started the Instagram page in 2015, I was only posting insp- and this was before there was like, so, now there are like so many pages that are just mood boards, like, which I follow and love, but no one was really doing that in 2015. And so I was basically just having it be an extension of like my Pinterest, but like in real time. So I was taking all my inspiration pictures from Pinterest that I had and just posting them on there with like no caption really. And then after like a few months, I finally was like, okay, maybe I'll show my face and like turn this into like my style. And so then I started adding uh, some of my style in with inspiration stuff, but it was important to me to continue to do that because I don't like, I don't care about selling what I'm wearing. I care about like showing you how to wear, like inspiring you to how to wear something or inspiring you to like open your mind to travel to this place or inspire you to maybe change something in your house based on like something you saw on the images I'm posting. So like those don't perform as well as when it's my face, but I don't give a shit. Like that's what makes me happy. It's my Instagram. It's my page. If you want to follow and be inspired with me and like, chat about it then I would love to otherwise like there are plenty of other people for you to follow that post themselves you know all the time and not saying I don't do that because I definitely do but I do it because I want to because I want to show you something not because like I have a schedule that okay I need to show my face today because I have to promote x y and z that's a really refreshing outlook when it comes to social media um just because i think people are always after the followers they're after that audience they're right. after people kind of chasing them. i don't need the reassurance like right I'm good. and that's something and i kind of think when you have that mindset it's kind of interesting because when you have that mindset then the followers come because you're attracting people that actually want to engage with you and that actually care about you rather than chasing them down which i think is a My, have, yeah i'm on. not chasing I don't want to chase a damn person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to chase anybody. And my husband makes fun of me because I have like probably 15 girls that I talk to like three times a day on Instagram that I have never seen or met. And like, we're just like friends now. And I want that. Like people will send me stuff like, oh, this made me think of you. Like people I've never met before. And I'm like, I love that. It makes me so happy. Like if I can if I can just bring any sort of like happiness or inspiration to somebody, then I've done what I've set out to do. You know, I didn't sell it. Yeah. yeah, that mindset like really takes a super grounded, confident person to not get caught up in metrics or reputation or I never look. Yeah, all that stuff. That's, I mean, it's really commendable. And it just goes back to this intentional, mindful, wholesome, cultured vibe that you like to put out at all times, which I think with that greater mission is the reason you're successful. You know, it's the reason the people that follow you follow you because they're looking for that message. And what's weird is I've always been like kind of an overshare. Like even in high school, I had like a Zanga, whatever, like a live journal. Yeah. And like, oh, would just yeah, post I forgot about those. too much information. Like, you know, like my boyfriend broke up with me or whatever. Like I was always an overshare. And so I'm, and like, I was always the one that posted all the pictures on Facebook, like from our weekend. Like I just have always shared, I don't know what it is. So it comes really naturally for me to kind of continue that into Instagram as an adult. But I think that something else that helps me 
which I don't even realize is I literally think I'm posting to like my husband, my mom, and like three of my friends. So when like somebody random will writes me, or if I see somebody out and they recognize me, I'm like, how, how, why? Like, how do you know who I am? Like, because my brain is that like these, like it's not real or something. Like I never look at how many people look at my stories or who looks at my stories. Like I, I just go on about my life as if I'm posting for just my like close friends and family. And I think that helps me to feel more comfortable because I'm not in my head being like, Oh my God, 40,000 people are going to see this. You know, like that never crosses my mind ever. It's like, Oh, I'm posting this because my dad asked me what I'm doing today or like, you know, it's never, not never like contrived like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's why that's like very similar to our podcast because like the three of us are just talking and when I'm talking to the people that we interview, I'm never thinking about who's going to listen to this. I'm really just focused on the conversation at hand and I think that's what makes for real content. For sure. And you can tell, you can totally tell like when people are, when it's really thought out and doesn't feel natural and then it's just kind of like, a turnoff and you're you can't relate to somebody who's putting on a show yeah exactly should we ask our favorite question oh yeah (gasps) i'm nervous okay if you had to brag about one thing that you've accomplished in your life it can be career personal whatever you want and don't be humble what would you brag about oh god uh i think my relationship with my husband Oh, I love that. So tender. I know you guys have been together for a while. Yeah, we were next door neighbors in the dorms. But we, the reason why I'm proud is because we have, when we, we dated like all throughout college and then living in LA after, and we've probably broken up like 87 times, like during those time, like during that time frame and, you know, wronged each other and were mean to each other and, you know, had ups and downs and whatever. And then, I ran into him at Coachella in like 2014, maybe. I think it was 2014. I was having a panic attack. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was having an anxiety attack because the crowds. Everyone had. Scout literally couldn't. She didn't go to the last day because she was like, this is, I'm out. No, I, my friends call me like one hour Coachella. Like I can't. Yes, that's me. I was having a panic attack. I saw him and we hadn't spoken in like six months. And I was like, hey, remember me? Like, I'm freaking the fuck out. Can you come sit with me? And he was like, no questions asked. Like, came and sat next to me and was like, with me, help me like leave and whatever, go home. And then we like started chatting again, moved in together a month later, made a pact that we will not talk about our past wrongdoings and all the reasons we broke up and all the stuff that made us angry and focus on the fact that at the end of the day, like, we are each other's person and we don't want to fight because we want to be together. So what's the point of fighting and bringing up past stuff? And we've never, we've lived to that. And it's been like, you know, since 2014. So we've like really, um, we don't, I don't hold him a grudge against him for stuff he's done, stuff he did when he was 18 and vice versa. And it's been, um, it's like the biggest blessing in my life to have like a healthy uh, relationship. That's beautiful. I love that so, so much. Oh, that makes me happy. Because whenever Mads asked me one, one time what I was most proud of, and I said my, my marriage, and Mads was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, because it's, I mean, I it's, it is that. something to be proud of. Because I think people don't understand how much intention, back to intention, goes into it. But that was really, really beautiful. Okay, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get their initial gold pendant and match with me and Mads. You can match at www.shejustknows.com. And you can follow me personally on Instagram at shejustknows or the shop is at shopshejustknows. Amazing. And you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Thanks, sisters. Love you, sisters.